0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 124, Navigating the Supplement Aisle, Understanding the Pros and Cons of Five Popular Dietary Supplements. Hi everyone, this is Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist and the host and founder of Real World Nutrition. So if you think you may be hearing a rerun or I'm repeating an episode, hold tight. Episode 123, last week's episode, was talking about the truth about dietary supplements and some of the misconceptions about them. Today's episode is addressing five of the most popular dietary supplements and whether or not they work. So that's one of the things I should say, whether or not they do what they claim to do. So I'm addressing, as I said, those five dietary supplements. And when I'm addressing these five today, this these five that I'm picking or addressing, I should say, is based on what I hear that people take and sales numbers. So what makes the top five most popular or most sold dietary supplements does vary a little bit year to year, but the five I have in today's episode is based mainly because of how often I'm asked about them as well as the supplement sales. Now I wanna clarify something here, that while people ask about these supplements and the sales numbers suggest that these are the top selling supplements, it's important to note that not everybody Takes these supplements consistently. So, a lot of people say they have their supplements in the house, but they don't always take them. All right, so let me just tell you what the five supplements I'm going to cover today are. And it may not be the ones you want to hear about or you want to hear about more of them, but I've just, again, I've got to pick five. So, I'm going to address vitamin D, fish oil supplements, multivitamins, probiotics, and then vitamin C. Vitamin C always comes up on the list of supplements that people ask about on a regular basis. All right, so first I'm gonna start with vitamin D. And the role of vitamin D in the body, it is essential for bone health. So really, it helps us absorb the calcium that we get. And so if we don't have adequate vitamin D, we can't really absorb the calcium. From our diet. Vitamin D also helps nerves to do their job, so it allows for those messages to get through. It helps with muscle movement, and it helps with a high-functioning immune system. Now, proven benefits of supplements. Well, vitamin D is pretty limited in food sources. Most of us get it from UV light on our skin And there's additional steps that have to happen in the body for us to get that UV light to active vitamin D. And most often, vitamin D is recommended to correct a deficiency. And vitamin D is measured via a blood test. Now, that vitamin D level that is recommended to correct a deficiency can be anywhere from 200 to 400 international units to 50,000 international units. And when we're talking about that high level, it does need to be based on a doctor's recommendation. So potential risks. Because vitamin D is classified as a fat-soluble vitamin, we can build it up to toxic levels when we take it in the supplement form. So, supplemental versions that are often prescribed, prescribed in the high doses, as I mentioned a bit ago, the 10,000 international units or even 50,000 international units, those are prescribed and they're meant to be taken weekly or monthly, not daily. So, yes, vitamin D can be toxic. So, we don't want to take a high dose without the specific recommendation or a prescription at that higher level. All right, so does a vitamin D supplement work? Well, yes, if it's there to correct a deficiency. But don't expect that this is the supplement to help you fight a cold or other virus, or that by itself it'll heal heal a broken bone, or vitamin D will reverse osteoporosis. So the key message for vitamin D is we want to strike a balance in getting it from sunlight exposure as well as dietary sources, which includes fatty fish and fortified foods. When you get a blood test, your healthcare provider should give you feedback and recommendations for potential supplemental vitamin D. All right, next up, fish oil. And omega-3 fatty acids. So let me clarify this here. Fish oil supplements contain omega-3 fatty acids and omega-3 fatty acids are an essential fat, which means we must consume them since our bodies cannot make this type of fat. So all fish oil supplements will be omega-3 supplements. But not all omega-3 supplements are fish oil because there's other sources of omega-3 such as flaxseed and flaxseed oil. So the role of omega-3 fatty acids is omega-3 fatty acids are essential for cellular health and it's commonly associated with heart health and brain function. It also is known to help with the immune the immune system, and the endocrine system. And the endocrine system is the system that makes and regulates hormones. Regarding omega-3s in cardiovascular disease, a systematic review shows less benefit of the supplemental omega-3s than eating fish that's rich in omega-3s. So there's ongoing research about the benefit of omega-3s in isolation as supplements versus food sources. So the other thing here is omega-3s for brain injury does not show any proven benefit. There's a lot of research about this and we still are finding food sources are the best. So with both heart health and with brain injuries, omega-3s appear to have benefit but only to date only when it comes from those food sources like the fish. So proven benefits of supplements. As I've said already, much research shows the benefits of eating omega-3s from food such as fatty fish and certain plant foods like walnuts, flaxseed, and canola oil. The research is showing as of now, it is showing minimal benefits of supplements. So unless people are actively avoiding fish and walnuts and flaxseeds, such as they have a fish or a nut allergy, we are seeing very little benefit of taking supplements. And I used to recommend fish oil supplements to many people, and I don't do it very often anymore. Potential risk of taking omega-3s. Really, there's not much risk in taking omega-3s that we're aware of, other than it can be a waste of money. Now, it is suggested that high amounts of omega-3 supplements can thin the blood, which is not good if someone also is taking an anticoagulant medication or blood thinner. And does taking an omega-3 supplement work? Only if someone isn't getting enough omega-3 in their diet, but the supplements won't keep away heart disease or reduce the chance of dementia. It just isn't panning out like we once thought. So the key message here, You must eat fish or other sources of omega 3s to ensure that you're getting the benefit. As I said, I used to recommend this one, but I can't suggest that it is helpful when the research is just not supporting that information. Next up, multivitamins. So, what is the role of multivitamins? Well, generally, They're there to help cover nutrient gaps in various population groups. And there are so many varieties of these supplements. Multivitamins come in different forms based on age and sex and other factors. And with multivitamins, the catch with this is there's not a standard for what is in them. So if you tell me you take a multivitamin... I'd have probably a dozen questions, want to see the label, and take a look at what exactly is in your multivitamin and in what amounts. People often give multivitamins much more credit for their benefits than they actually have, meaning it's not a magic pill to cover everything. And is it really the insurance people think it is? Probably not because the amounts of the various vitamins and minerals the, the amounts of vitamins and minerals that tend to be in the multivitamin tend to be the nutrients that most people get plenty of already and not as much as the ones people are more likely to need. So a multivitamin is really just giving you something that you probably already have. Proven benefits of the supplement As much as people may believe their multivitamin has proven benefits, this is not usually accurate. It is unclear if a multivitamin can affect cancer risk, and it's difficult to determine if it affects our chronic disease risk or our overall health. Most studies show that multivitamins have little to no effect on overall health outcomes, little to no effect on our overall health. And benefits, when you have heard about benefits, if you look into the details, this one just came up recently, you look into the details, the benefits are usually in populations that had poor nutrition status to start with. So if there's poor, poor nutrition status to start with, sure, it's going to help. And as the nutrition status improves, there's very, very much a diminished return. So potential risk for taking a multivitamin. You can get too many nutrients. That is entirely possible, especially in a pill form. So again, depending on which multivitamin you choose, this will vary, but some multivitamins contain iron, and amounts that certain segments of the population don't need vitamin a can become toxic zinc can be higher than necessary and some of the b vitamins can be pretty high like niacin and folic acid now does it take in a multivitamin work well, this is, the, this is the thing I often have to ask people. When you say something works or does something work, it really depends on what your definition of work is. They do provide multiple vitamins and minerals in a single pill, but it won't prevent or cure any chronic health issue other than a nutrient deficiency. And if someone has a specific nutrient deficiency, I recommend correcting that specific nutrient with the food and appropriate supplement rather than a whole slew of other things that may be found in a multivitamin. So the key message here, most healthy adults who eat various foods from all the food groups should be okay without a multivitamin in their routine. There are some exceptions. So some people kind of make fun of this where I say most people don't need it with some exceptions and then have a long list of exceptions, but here it is. Pregnancy. There are just some nutrients that we need more of during pregnancy that's really hard to get from food alone. One of those being folic acid. Breastfed babies may need a vitamin D supplement, so check with the pediatrician. Individuals who follow a vegan diet and don't eat Fortified foods may need vitamin B12. Breastfed babies whose parent follows a vegan diet may also need B12. And those over the age of 50 may need B12. So right there, a multivitamin isn't necessarily going to be what is needed, but identifying those specific nutrients and addressing that. All right, next up, probiotics. So the role of probiotics, boy, these are popular and people spend a lot of money for some very specialized probiotics. Probiotics, the role of probiotics, is that it helps the bacteria in your gut and more specifically, your large intestine. The gut microbiome is still being understood, but this colony of bacteria is believed to be what affects our digestion our overall gut health some people call this our second brain there are potential additional benefits but there's this is still pretty unclear as i said this part of our nutrition research is pretty much in its infancy and we get probiotics in fermented foods including yogurt so what are the proven benefits of supplements? Well, this is somewhat like multivitamins in that each supplement is different. So despite claims, supplements have little known or proven benefits. Now there may be an impressive number of microorganisms with individual products. So you'll see that it, there's this is listed in the billions, billions with a B. This number doesn't really have much meaning, though, other than being impressive. So this is because of two things. One, we have no idea what the optimal amount is. We don't. And if somebody suggests that we should be having at least 50000000000 billion, they're just making that number up or have heard it from somewhere that is not backed up by any evidence. And the amount isn't as significant as the type of microorganism. So here's the deal. While there's some suggested benefit, such as helping with irritable bowel syndrome or other GI stress and even GI distress and even weight, there just is not evidence suggesting that there's actual benefits of taking a probiotic supplement. Potential risks? Well, fermented foods are great. The food is great. However, some probiotic supplements may contribute to infection, especially in infants and people with a compromised immune system. And if I knew which ones those were, I would certainly tell you. But I don't. The the supplement companies don't. It's really just bacteria happen sometimes, and these are not good ones. So does taking a probiotic supplement work? If you're healthy, you're probably not getting much benefit, if any. So again, choose fermented foods over supplements. So the key message here, (laughs) choose foods, high in probiotics and prebiotics. So vegetables are a good source of prebiotics. And this is where I tell people, save your money and choose foods. All right, the fifth supplement today, vitamin C. So the role of vitamin C. So vitamin C is also known as ascorbic acid, despite what some people may freak out about. This is indeed what vitamin C is, ascorbic acid. And one of the things people aren't aware of is that vitamin C helps with collagen production. So people are taking all this collagen when actually vitamin C is what helps with collagen production. Vitamin C also helps us absorb iron. It's an antioxidant and it helps the immune system do its job. All right. Proven benefits of the supplement. Well, it can correct a vitamin C deficiency, but here's the thing. Pay attention to the numbers here adults need between 75 and 90 milligrams of vitamin C per day. 75 to 90. Add 35 milligrams to that if you smoke. And guess what? You can easily get that amount in food. Having some citrus or vegetables can usually take care of any deficiency. And if somebody has a deficiency, it's because they're not eating fruits and vegetables. The recommended amount that we need per day is nowhere close to what most people think. And supplements have two to 10 times that amount. Supplemental vitamin C has no proven benefits to reduce the risk of cancer. A diet high in fruits and vegetables does. Supplemental vitamin C has no proven benefits to reduce the risk of heart disease. A diet high in fruits and vegetables does. And here's the big one. Supplemental vitamin C doesn't reduce the risk of getting the common cold. It may reduce the length and severity marginally by Hours is what we're talking about here. So potential risks of taking supplemental vitamin C. Well, here's the deal. Vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. So really what that means, we cannot store it. If you get excess, it is excreted in the urine. And high doses of supplements, so the upper limit of vitamin C is 2,000 milligrams, It can cause what we call GI distress, which is nausea, cramps, and diarrhea. And it can interfere with cancer treatments. So if you are undergoing cancer treatment, just double check with your healthcare provider and your cancer team on whether or not it's okay to take a vitamin C supplement. Don't go off the recommendation from a friend. I know so many people, when they get a cancer diagnosis, People are offering them all kinds of advice, and everybody is different. Every cancer diagnosis is different. The treatment approach is different. So don't go off somebody else's advice if they are not part of your health care team. Does vitamin C supplementation work? Again, what does work mean here? Yes, most vitamin C supplements do indeed have vitamin C. However, considering how much you need versus what you get, getting your vitamin C from food should be a non-issue. Have a potato, have broccoli, or even some strawberries. These all pretty much have your daily dose of vitamin C in one serving. So the key message here. There's plenty of food sources of vitamin C, including many fruits and vegetables, as well as fortified foods. It won't cure your cold or even prevent you from getting a cold. And if you smoke, you do need more, but it isn't that much more. And I don't know, just if you smoke, you really need to stop. I know you've heard it. You know it. You've got to do it. All right. So there's those five. So I chose those five supplements, and there's plenty more you may wonder about, plenty more. There's just not enough time to cover everything. So if you want more information, there's this resource I'll provide in the show notes, the National Institutes of Health Office of Dietary Supplements, and they have a whole bunch of dietary supplement fact sheets. The key message for all of this is to check a couple of things here. Why are you taking a specific supplement? whether that reason is valid, and whether you're actually getting any benefit from taking the supplement. So you can check with your healthcare provider, or you can reach out to me, I can go through dietary supplements and see if they're worth it. Most aren't worth the extra money, you can get them at your neighborhood pharmacy or big box store, rather than direct sales. But really, Be educated. Educate yourself on what is the benefit of this supplement. Do you need it? And if you swear you feel better by taking it, it, it's not something people literally feel. I've told people, I've not told people, I've heard people have told me, I literally feel it working. And I really have to just clamp my mouth shut because that's not how supplements work. And if you do feel something happening in your body, that's not a good sign. If your supplements are making you tingle or things like that, that's not a good sign. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening today. I just hope you have educated, been more educated about the role of these dietary supplements and whether or not they actually work. It's keeping up on the research. As I believe I said in last week's episode, I used to recommend many dietary supplements, this was 20-some years ago, and really, as the research was coming out, going, oh, we don't find benefit with taking it, we don't find the benefits we thought it would have, and so I stopped making these recommendations to most individuals. All right, everyone, I want you to have a great week. Make sure you check the link in the show notes, it'll take you to many more resources on this information. And that's Real World Nutrition. Take care and bye for now.